I'm Cathy Van Royen from Chatty Cathy. The world has changed since I've started these podcasts. Normal looks different. And it sounds different. Now more than ever, stories are waiting to be told. And I'm here to share them with you. Peter Darrell is a successful businessman, mentor, athlete, with 50 years of extraordinary running, he has many stories to share. He's passionate about helping others, and now, in this time of uncertainty, he poses the challenge, why live by default when you can live by design? And once again, Peter, we meet on the telephone. And it's been a lovely morning so far. How is things your side of the world? It, it, it's been it's been a beautiful morning, and uh, it, re- reflecting on, on on running matters, it was more a case of thinking about the two great races that uh, we missed this weekend. It started with the Wally Hayward on 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 Friday. Um, the Wally certainly one of one of the iconic races in in Gauteng North. Uh, Saturday would have been the 44th running of of the Wally, wow. and uh, looking at the entry entry form, it's a race that is limited limited to something like 11,000 runners. Where there's 5,000 for the marathon. 4,000 for the 21, 3,000 for the 10. And then on top of that, they've got a fun runs and things like that. So it certainly is a bun fight in Pretoria. Yeah. And traffic and, and uh, congestion is a, is a major issue. But it is, is one of the better races in Pretoria. I think you've run it, so you can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, but out of those forty-four, how many times have you run it? I don't. I don't know. Um, I can. I can. I can remember running it many, many years ago, and I can remember on 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 one occasion um, where I started. I was I was fit, and I thought everything was going well. I went out trying to to run a a sub three uh, marathon. It's a two-lap course, and at about 20, 22 k's, the the wheels fell off, and I remember walking along the side of the road, and Drew Fordyce caught me, and okay. uh, he was quietly jogging a three-hour marathon, but for me, jogging a three-hour marathon was not quite the thing I needed to to give it everything, so it was one of those days. And then just just to add to it, um, when I got to my car after the race, the battery was flat. Um, <laughs> it, 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 with the race starting at seven o'clock, so so when you got to this to get to to get to the race at seven o'clock, it was still dark. So I parked the car in the dark, and the and, and then I. And then I left the lights on, yeah. and um, so it was a dreadful day for me that I'd I struggled on the second half. Uh, I then had to push my car 
so it was not it was not a great day for me and i think that might have been my might have been my first poorly uh, was it was it always on the first of may was it always like quite close to comrades or not not really it, it was no it was always round about always around about this time and and it's been the first of may for a long time um, it, i don't know at, at, at that stage whether it was whether it was on the actually on the first itself i don't think it was a holiday in the 80s later but it was the first weekend it was the first weekend of may okay and um so you know so the weather was the weather and the sunrise would have been like it is now so when you you're getting there early you arrive in the dark so you need your lights and then yeah. starting at seven o'clock it's 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 lighted uh, and it's always been run in a similar area this the start venue uh has 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 moved around uh, moving from probably littleton uh, across to to the uh, old joburg road uh, where they had it at the school there where they had that nasty finish at the end i know that was the one i think you ran yeah uh, basically it was that same same course um running this this circular route around a part of part of part of what's it century centurion yeah um, so obviously though they've got to they've got to juggle the start just to handle the volume of of, of runners now so they've probably try to find a better bigger venue more accessible to many cars but still yes. The roots, I suppose. For, for 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 some years, for some years, it was run from the cricket stadium, and we actually finished on the cricket stadium. Oh wow! Okay. And, and again, there was there was adequate adequate parking. Uh, the last couple of years, it's it's run from the Centurion Rugby Club, which is next to the cricket stadium. So okay. you've got the parking, but yeah. the actual rugby club, the area, the finish area, is very small and congested. Not, you know, I, I love those finishes on the cricket field uh, because yeah. there was there was lots of space, and then a couple yeah. of the schools have been quite pleasant, uh, but there've been parking problems, and yeah. uh, so that's a big thing about it. But and for many, know, the, sorry, Peter, do you know how many times did Wally ever run it? Did he actually run the race? I don't. I, I don't recall. I don't recall Wally ever having run it, and it's okay. interesting. Um, yes, Wally. Wally has. Wally has started the race, um, and um, so he would have been there for the, for the start. He would have been there for the for the prize giving, and, yeah, and yeah. things like that. But I don't believe that he ever ran it. Um, okay. I just picked up a note in, in looking at it. Um, they spoke about this year would have been the tenth year. It was a memorial race, yeah. so he obviously died ten years ago. Wow. Okay. Um, but yes, it is. It is. It is a great race. Um, yeah. And, and and next week we have the other one which we'll talk about next week, which is the okay. Jackie Meckler, and yes. and again. Um, I don't recall. I don't recall Jackie having run it, but certainly, certainly he would have been there for the 
for the finish and the prize giving and things like that. Uh, yeah. But yes, I, it's interesting we talk about Wally like that. The race, I think most of us remember Wally from was the old Corky Marathon, or Corky Ultra, which was run from, from, from Pretoria through to Germiston. And okay. Wally, Wally used to call the times at the marathon mark, which was literally over the road from the airport. Oh, and wow. he would be standing there calling, calling times at that stage. And nice. uh, that was where we, so many of us associate Wally with. Okay, um, good. So that was so that was Saturday yeah. dress. What are your memories of it? Oh, so look, I've had some good experiences at Wally. Um, I've done a couple of the halves as well, but my, the the marathons that I've done, I think both of them, I think it was only two. Both of them, I managed to come in under the five, in spite of the hill. But it was so far, it was my most dramatic finish. It was the first time where the guy was, you know, counting down the last ten seconds before the five-hour cutoff. And I think that, you know, the, the gunpowder went past my ear. I think he was quite gentle and I don't think he fired it until I crossed the line because I sprinted. <laughs> and I remember my sister had finished earlier. I remember like people were shouting because, of course, a sprinter at the finish is always quite dramatic. And there was me yeah. and I had my head down and I was just going, I'm going, you're not doing this to me by seconds. <laughs> uh, but, I found um, it interesting. Yeah. You talk about the big hills on it. I was, I was looking at the profile in the runner's guide. And yeah. it, certainly you can see a big hill on it. Uh, but, but the runner's guide gives it a difficulty rating of one. And I thought, okay. well, you know, I know the courses, the courses varied over the years. And certainly the one that, and, and I think it's the one that you ran, you have a terrible finish where you've got to run up to the, to the old uh, main road. And just before the main road turned into the school grounds, and that was a nasty hill. Yeah, um, that was it was a deal breaker for many runners. But you know, um, at the end of the day, we know it's there because you've already done the double lapper, so you've already gone up half the hill. So you know, as a runner, you kind of know that that's going to be finishing. So you, you, it's it is a it's a it was a deal breaker, as I say. But yeah, but, it, I, but, might but not that particular hill. Yeah, you know, my recollection that particular hill. You didn't didn't quite run it on the first lap. Uh, it was only on the finish that you hit that big hill, and, and it was a nasty hill. Uh, but for the rest, you, you had long pulls and so on. But yeah. uh, I, I I thought it was I thought it was a little tougher than a difficulty rating of one. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe give it a two. But you know, the fact that I made it in in two different instances under the five is usually an indicator that it might well be gentler. In some of the marathons. <laughs> well, but but then the interesting thing was looking at the at Sunday's race, the Colgate, and that's got a difficulty rating of three. Oh wow! And okay. uh, and it certainly that one didn't have didn't have the climb that the Wally had, and it had mm. long long drags, but but not that steep hill of the Wally. Yeah, now, yeah. Sunday's race has got an interesting history. It started off as in, in 1980 as the John Hattle Memorial. Mm -hmm. Now, John Hattle is a one-runner I can't tell you anything about other than he was a guy at Boxburg and it was named after, named after him. 
and it was a 32, and in those days it was only a 32, even though it was a, a 15, uh, a, a double lap. Uh, they didn't have 15s originally. And then, then the Boxburg municipality ran into political up, uphill, where they decided that the municipal facilities were reserved for whites only, and they wouldn't allow mixed races from the municipal facilities. And Boxburg were forced to, to move the race from Boxburg to Benoni. Okay. And they, they had two races in those days, the 32, which was run at this time of the year, and then later in the year, they had the Colgate. And Colgate continued to sponsor them. Once, once the municipality had sorted themselves out and, and, and changed to move with the times, the race moved back to, to Boxburg and moved to the new athletic stadium. And the old John Hattle was replaced with the Colgate and it became a 15 stroke 32. So there was a very, a very interesting history attached to it. Yeah. The incredible thing about the race is that I always think that this is the best sponsored race in, in the province uh, where you've got this magnificent handout from, from a sponsor, Colgate. Yeah. And, and you, would get, you would get a goodie bag. And, I, and, I, and when I say a goodie bag, I mean a goodie bag. Uh, in the early days, it was a little kit bag. And it was a kit bag big enough to take your shoes, and and probably only your only your running kit. And I say your running kit. Uh, I'm not including track suits and the like, but still a nice size, a nice size tog bag. But it was stocked full of toothpaste and um, all the other all the other Colgate products and uh, hair shampoo soaps and those sort of things good so runners now with this race having been cancelled are saying what am i going to do for my toothpaste this year <laughs> yeah so i must the say that the goodie bags do bring a lot of runners it's like what the discount discount has happened over the years is that you know people have gotten wind that the goodie bags are good so they seem to have more entries for the goodie bags yes yeah, and and the, the other thing that the John Hattle had was also in those early years in the 1980s, they gave a silver medal. Okay. And it was one of the few races that, that gave a silver medal. It was also in the days when, when medals, were, medals were rare. You really only got medals for, for, for the big races. And I say the big races, I'm talking about comrades. Uh, Bergville was another medal, uh, two oceans, but generally at the end of a race, you got a tracksuit badge and that sort of momentum. So okay. to, to, to get a, a medal was, was a rarity and then to get a silver medal. Wow. And I remember getting home after, after a John Hattle rather late and, uh, and late for lunch. And my excuse was no, because I got a silver medal, I had to stay and celebrate. <laughs> Only much later was I asked, what did you have to do to get a silver medal? 
<laughs> said, no, you had to finish in the first 1,200 runners. Oh, okay. And the question was, well, how many runners were there? And I said there were about a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but I also oh. remember I, I, I had actually travelled up from East London, not to run the race. Uh, I'd, come up, I'd come up on a business trip, and it just so happened to coincide with the weekend. And there was also a big celebration that year. And I wound up running with, with all previous comrades' winners. And uh, that, uh, that was the first time that I actually met Wally Hayward. So it was, it was Wally, it was Tommy Malone, it was Jackie Mechter, all three of them who've since passed on. Um, there was obviously, there was Bruce and there was Alan. I just remember what an what an awesome bunch of guys yeah. to be to be there, and for this country boy from East London to be running with such such heroes and so on. Yeah. So I've got very fond memories of the old John Hattle and so on. Great, great. Well, we could go on for a lot longer, but um, time is upon us. So um, we're looking forward to hearing more of your history uh, of races and experiences in the next episode. So thanks, Peter. Wonderful, Kathy. For Look forward to chatting soon. Excellent. All right. Okay.